Welcome everybody to the Be Revolutionary podcast. I am back. I am excited. I'm back. I missed last week. Had a little bit of a scare. Actually, it wasn't a scare. Precautionary COVID test. I took it. I scratched my brain. I don't know if you guys have ever had anybody had the COVID test yet. No. Jesus. It was intense. My daughter had it. I haven't had it. Well, it would, your daughter probably didn't wouldn't say it would hurt, but I said it was hurt. It hurt because I'm. A little girl, I guess. It scratched my brain, and I didn't like. I didn't That's a great like opening, it. Andrew. I'm I enjoying like this. It. This is great but stuff. But you know what? I'm back in the chair, and I'm excited. Emily, thank you very much for taking over last week. You did an excellent job. I opened for the podcast. I actually watched it back, and I screamed at the beginning. Like my opening line, I was shouting because I was mm-hmm. trying to like get his energy. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I do. And uh, I, f- I felt like I was show. screaming, but um, I, th- I think I, I survived without you. I think you got your negative test halfway through the podcast. Yeah, we, so that's another thing. We got our negative test halfway yeah. through the podcast, and I put on my suit as fast as I could, and, and I whipped her. on over here. But we have a very special guest for you today. This is episode 13. Uh, last week was Chris Costable, right? I'm really sad. Chris was here one. last week. Chris was this amazing. One. Had a lot of fun with Chris. That was episode 12. Yes, this but now we got Danielle Dorian, who is the head coach at our uh, Georgian Bay office, Georgian Bay Dream Team. That's amazing. The Thank you so team. much for coming. Well, That's thank like you for a, having what me. Is, what is this, like a two-hour, two, no, two-hour, 40-minute drive? Two and a half? How far away is it? Mm, we don't yeah, know. You're you know what? It was about 20, two and a half hours. Yeah, 20 minutes north of Barrie. Yeah. Easy. Well, thank you very much for making the trip. But hey, it's like coming to Florida because we're we got no snow here. You guys got snow up there. <laughs> I know, I know. We this have is a far lot of, from Florida. We, we have a few cold. inches of snow on the ground right now. Yeah, see, that's yep. crazy. We've got nothing but. Actually, we had some. It's cold. Come on, it's freezing. We just I, don't have snow. I don't know. I was outside in my shorts today working out in the morning. So. Oh boy, well, we're excited <laughs> to have you here. Yes, Emily, well, come on, open you. us up. Take us out. Well, that was the opening, and and I think uh, I'm really excited to have you here. And part of why I love doing the podcast is I get to know everybody really well, and mm-hmm. I have to dive into kind of your background before you come on, and 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 I like to do that. And I was reading things and discovering we had some stuff in common. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> you actually have a really interesting background. Um, but I wanted to start off, I wrote a little intro for you, and this is how I start off my podcast. Um, born in Germany, which was interesting. I no, that's have, my mom. Oh, the mom was born in yes, Germany. Yes, my mom oh, was. Oh, okay. I thought it said you were born in no, Germany. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's okay. This is an epic fail on my part. You're not born in Germany. But born in Ontario. Born <laughs> I have German background, so yeah. I have, yes, in awesome. my background. You're raised in a French-Canadian community. Mm-hmm. You're fluent. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's amazing. I am. Um, grew up on 11 acres of forest property, and you also live on some nice property today, like 50 acres. Mm-hmm. So this is like a theme. You like space. And yes, acres. I love space. Okay. <laughs> oh, one day, one day I will have space. You worked as a flight attendant for 10 years and traveled the world. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I worked as a flight attendant, yeah. but for three years. But I think it's really cool you have that background, because I don't meet a lot of people that have experienced the flight attendant world like I have. You know what? It's it's funny because I, I know of another person who sells real estate who was a flight attendant really? before. And I think what it does is it kind of opens you up mm-hmm. to... Um, I mean, entrepreneurship is scary for yeah. most people, right? But it was just something normal for me because I did yeah. a lot of contract flight attending. Okay. Um, so it was never like a nine to five job it's that you go to, to five, all the no. time. And I think that prepped me for business and and for real estate right 
Um, but, cool. but it's not uncommon for people who um, were flight attendants for a certain amount of time to, get to actually get into real estate later on. Mm-hmm. I read that about you and you just wanted to get back home, two feet on the ground mm-hmm. and just settle back home. And that was a lot of my stories. I wanted to get back home. Yeah. And I also found working in the planes was more like service. It was more like you know, put, giving them the trays, taking the yeah. trays, doing this, you know, do, doing all the carts. And, and it was a lot less customer service. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I company mean, did you work for? I worked for Air Transit. Okay. So, so that's a little bit different than what I did. Cause okay. I, what I did was I worked for two, two companies. So one was Bombardier Aerospace. So we would go and do the world tours with the planes that, um, yeah. that they were selling. Very cool. Um, and sometimes we do like, you know, um, five star service with, so um, I was more like China you know, and everything pack them in and give them the food and, and, and yeah. you were like nicer flights. Yep. So that was my, service. that was my five star job okay. where we didn't travel anywhere. If they had to fly us out of the country mm-hmm. commercially, we always had business class or, um, wow. or, well, I never got into first class. It was always business class. So I got really spoiled there. The other company that I worked for was, um, it was, uh, a contract company, um, out of Toronto, um, okay. the Toronto airport, but we had dash sevens and dash sevens are planes that are all terrain vehicles of the sky is what I call them. So they're short takeoff and landing capability. So a lot of developing countries is mm-hmm. where we were for longer got periods it. of time. So that's why I was in East Timor for two years, for example. Yeah, we were doing um, a contract with the United Nations. So we flew all the new United Nations. You had a more exciting around. flight attendant so, career than I did. So yeah, but then I worked for Sunwing later on. Okay. And it, it was more of the service. Just serve here, the you food, go. here you go. And then you get to the airport. Smell like airplane you, after. Yeah, exactly. Just you, like, oh. you look outside and then you close the doors and you go right back. Yes, that, that was mine. <laughs> so you travel the world. So Australia, so, Asia, Africa, South America. That, sound, that, that sounds amazing. Um, and you're super involved in your local community um, as well as global nonprofit organizations like I was reading all, all about this and I don't know how you juggle it all we're going to talk about that um, they assist street children other adult programs stated uh, started your career in 2004 which is my year Oh. I started my career in 2004. Wow. I know. We're just kindred spirits. Um, and you currently are the head coach of our brand new Georgian Bay Revel branch, leading the revolution in Georgian Bay, mm-hmm. which we now know how far away it is, Andrew. Yep. We learned something today. Good. So, so okay. Um, what year did you leave the flight attendant industry, and why did you start thinking of real estate? Like, what, what brought you to real estate sales? Um... So I've always, I've always liked sales mm-hmm. and, uh, during my flight attending career, um, I, uh, I, I moved to Texas and because flight attendants didn't get paid as much in the United States as they do here, oh. um, because I have my Métis background, I okay. have, um, a social security number, right. That I don't, I don't use and I haven't used for 20 years. Okay. Anyhow. So over mm-hmm. there I was thinking, what can I do? So I started selling cars over there. And I really liked it. So then when oh, I got wow. back into flight attending, and then I, th- I thought after a few more years of flight attending, I thought I wanted to, um, you know, grow some roots somewhere and I wanted to go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, okay, well, what can I do sales wise? And then I thought, well, real estate is better than selling cars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that step up my from opinion, st- selling anyways. cars. It's very and different. So, yes. Sorry, yeah, Alex. Very, very different. Uh, of course, yes, very different. But it was that step up. Yep. So um, so somebody had mentioned real estate and I was thinking about what I was going to do. And, yeah. and so it just, that fell into place. So Did you have like the Vanna White thing going like me? I was like... 
Okay, everyone tells me I have a flight attendant walk. <laughs> like my kids bother me about it. My husband, oh, there she goes, with her little bag. We all we had that walk, right? So, and then I just was like gonna go from the walk to just going like this. But then I discovered it was a lot more to it than just this, right? You know what? And and the thing I, I didn't really get the walk down. I'm sure you I'm sure you sometimes had the walk I'm running around and it's just me. it's not all that graceful. Um, but what I took from it was they always taught us never to point with one finger. So when you're talking yeah. about the exits, always yes. all of the hands or two hands or two fingers together, no. right? Because it's classier. Yes, it's classier. To do that than pointing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my so gosh. that's what I took from it. Thing. And when I give people directions, for yep. example, I'll say, okay, you go straight it? down and then around. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's what I took from it. <laughs> Very cool. I can imagine just seeing you, both of you actually, just like, you know, showing a house. And here is the cupboard space. <laughs> yeah. And on top of the cupboard, you'll find <laughs> over here is the microwave. Shelf <laughs> <Self> facing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm having a little too much fun. So, so when you started your career, um, for anybody watching today, this people could be watching in your area, maybe mm-hmm. thinking of uh, switching brokerages, thinking of getting into real estate, and you are the head coach at our Revel uh, Georgian Bay office. So, when you started your career, were you independent? Uh, at what point did you start a team and meet people and and, and get an assistant or? Yeah, so so actually, we just we just got an assistant, um, oh and we could we couldn't live without her now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in August of this year, so basically, um, when I started, I interviewed five of the uh, the broker the brokers in the area, um, and uh, and I really needed a mentor because I was going in on my own. And, um, I didn't really have training. I mean, aside from the the real estate courses that I took. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, in, in our area, it was basically, okay, you got your license, you pick your broker and then, and then off you go. go. Away you go. You're on your (laughs) own. So I actually had a lot of help from the older agents that were there, um, who voluntarily like, you know, somebody said, Hey, you want to come on a showing with me? And I'm really good at watching people and and seeing what they do and what I can, what I can take from it myself, because I can't be somebody that I'm not. Um, but I can always pick kind of certain, certain things. And so that's, that's really how I, do you always remember like one person in particular that you, you used to watch and say like, Oh, they're so like, have such a good business. I'd love to have a great business like them. I've got a couple people in my back. A few people. Yeah. Yeah. A few people. And you know what? Um, one of those, one of those people that really taught me a lot was actually a, a man who was old school sales. Yes, and he'd me too. Call, I had I had one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. yeah. And he'd always call and he'd say, "Hi Danielle, this is your friend Bernie." <laughs> and he was actually the one the first offer I ever had to present. It was actually in competition against another offer. Oh, and I wow. remember he said, "Danielle, this is your first offer and your first competing offer presentation, right?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, are you presenting yourself?" And I said, "I don't know. What, what does that I do? Even, what does that even mean?" Right? And he said, "You come and I'll guide you through it." He, and, sh- he showed uh, you. He mentored and, you. Yeah, too. exactly. So That's I went great. and I sat That's down, great. and and he said uh, he said he asked me like pointed questions, yeah. right? And I answered them, and I ended up getting that one. I ended up winning that one. So he was like in my heart forever. So like he was the only agent that would call me and say, mm. "Hey Danielle, you know that deal I have with you? Um, I'm on my boat going to my cottage right now, but can you just?" type up the uh, notice of fulfillment and go bring it over to my buyer to sign it so we can firm this up. And I would never do that for any other agent except for him because he just, he was so super sweet when I first started. That's amazing. Yeah. 
were, yeah. were you with like uh, were you with the same brokerage all these years before Revel? I was. So I was okay. with Remax for sixteen years. Wow. So um, what? When did you first notice us? And when did you first? When were you introduced? <laughs> you know to Revel? what? We were actually. I don't know what the story. We were we were looking into to different brokerages, um, and the reason why was just. We, we loved Remax, um, but we lost our broker of record, who was actually the reason why I started with Remax 16 oh, years before yeah. that, right? Mm. Um, so he, he passed away in, um, in the spring. And without Bob, um, I mean, Remax fees are really high, and I don't feel like we get as much training, as much... Um, we don't we don't get the service, right? Or we didn't get the service mm-hmm. that we should have had with the high fees that we were paying. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we were looking into, you know, different brokerages, but mm-hmm. I actually stumbled upon Revel by accident. Like on the internet? Um, no, it was okay. actually, I was, I was <laughs> doing my own personal mortgage through um, Tracy Greenspoon over in, uh, <laughs> oh, in Barrie. Okay. And she is yep. such a good She's salesperson amazing. for She's Revel. Amazing. So my friend who's friends with her was telling me about this new brokerage that she had, uh, she had joined and she my, my friend said, you should ask her some questions about it. And so while we were talking about my mortgage, I said, okay, my mortgage aside, tell me about Revel and why you joined Revel. And, uh, so she started telling me about it and I said, you know what, we're looking for a change. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and basically that's how it happened. We started learning business. You had clients, you had repeat and referral business. So you're looking for a change, change the scenery, change up, Uh, change less fees. The other thing too, is that it, um, it's, it's more progressive. It's more in line with our, our ethics and our values because we, we love doing our job. We love our clients. Our clients become like our friends and family after a while. Um, but also, um, we were headed in a direction that was a lot more progressive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing videos on, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, you know, headed that way. Um, and what I liked about Revel is that there's a certain standard that you have to have, right? Absolutely. To be a Revel agent, you have to have the professional pictures. You can't go in with your cell phone um, no, and just like, take... No, we don't like those you cell phones. So it was the representation cell phone police, cell phone of picture all of the Revel clients okay. that Very I liked cool. because it was in line with what we were, um, we were looking for. It's also um, a company where we felt that we had more room to grow. Mm-hmm. And be creative yes. and be and creative yeah. and yeah and and have the support behind it too the only thing that we miss is that we're all the way over in tiny township yeah and southern yep. georgian bay right away from all of you so every time there's something going on but the revel family is growing Absolutely. So, okay. you know, the more, the more, uh, the more we have, you know, oh, branch yeah. offices that open, we were the 10th office. How many offices are there now? Ten. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> take a break for just a little while. Just a little while. Yeah. yeah come on. But you know what? Um, you're right. It, it's joining with a company, um, you know, essentially in its infancy, five mm-hmm. years, six years, um, and being able to, Kind of, and I wouldn't say ride the coattails because you're setting your own kind of precedent for independent brokerages in the northern area. Mm-hmm. But it's more about hopping on a company in its infancy, seeing the growth opportunities that are there, and mm-hmm. taking advantage of it. Yep. It's, it's, it's one of those things where mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that you couldn't do that with a bigger brokerage, but they kind of have <laughs> their own ideas and have things in place of how they want to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get into a company, like I said, it's almost it's like that. You're growing with you, the company you're as growing. well. Exactly. 
exactly. And, and yeah. your ideas can help shape how this brokerage is going to move forward, right? Yep, I agree, Andrew. And and I think it's great because when we started Revel and I took the chance and I left a big franchise here for Revel, but he was brand new. Like it wasn't even a year in, so no one really, like there was kind of some signs around. People were like, what's that? But it wasn't what it is today. We didn't yeah. have them, you know, the marketing department, you know, all this branding. We didn't, we didn't, hadn't built really a lot yet. Um, but now, like like Andrew said, you have this platform that we didn't have years ago. So, mm-hmm. and you're not the first the first guinea pig office far away. Yeah, we, Chris, last week we were joking that he was the first office out of Niagara that we were like, let's see what he does with this. Yeah. Uh, here, here we go. Here's <laughs> all of, here's all of our stuff, and uh, let's just see what he does, right? And, and and we need really good personalities and strong personalities and people with good businesses that can lead a revolution that can lead an office, right? Absolutely. And so really, really careful with with the people that we pick and 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 that's the thing too right when i was talking about standards it doesn't come like it's not just standards for pictures and how we market um homes it's how we are in the community Mm -hmm. right and how we how we represent revel Mm -hmm. and i love the fact that everybody that represents revel is how i think that the brokerage that i'm with should be represented awesome and um so another thing on that topic, too, that I just wanted to mention, because it was something to being with Remax for 16 years and kind of, you know, riding with the balloon and, you know, using yeah. that as, you know, the marketing. Um, I was really impressed because when I moved to Revel, my clients, their comment was, I wasn't with you because of Remax. No. I was with you because of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And so that really, if, if anybody is thinking of doing that switch, right, it's it's all about the salesperson now. That's a and powerful what you statement. do um, yeah. in your community and for your clients. When well, I was I, switching from my old brokerage, I know I've told you this before. I, I was I was on the verge. I was like, I don't know, should I go to Re- this Revel? Should I stay here? And I remember calling some of my favorite clients that mm-hmm. were repeat business clients and I asked them just it was like kind of a little experiment hey you know how are you by the way if I'm just curious if I switched brokerages would you care like would it be a big deal and and um two out of the five people I called didn't even know who I was with yeah, and it was one of those things. They were like, "Well, you're with Remax, right?" I was, I was with, I was with another company. I wasn't with Remax. I was like, "I've had a red and I yeah. haven't had a Remax sign on your line." And you know what? I had that all along too. Like, you're the business, Emily. So yeah. we don't care where you go, but send us some of your new cards so we can find you. And I was, it was an incredible yeah. comment. I thought, and I think especially with more of the content creation that personal brands are putting out there or team brands are putting out there. It's not like the old school where the mm. only way people will ever see your face if it's on the back of a newspaper yes. or a bench yep. where you must use the colors, the brand logos, everything like that. Mm. Obviously, we have standards and regulations that we need to adhere to, but we can be a little bit more creative with the video aspects and the photos and the content and blogs that we put out where you're making more of a relationship connection based on you know how you treat your clients and not mm-hmm. necessarily how they perceive the brand that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Where, where are you located in your area, if there's anybody watching right now from your area? So where- we are at 520 Cedar Point Road, which is mm-hmm. in a little village called La Fontaine. Yep. Um, so Tiny Beautiful. Township is is one of the areas that we sell in. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sell in Tay Township, um, and Midland, Penetanguishene, Wasaga Beach, Collingwood, that area. Um, but um, we we decided to put our office there because we have a lot of um, a lot of uh, 
I guess it's cottage country in that area. Okay. And I, I hesitate when I say cottage country because it has become like 70% oh, full-time wow. residents yep. and 30% cottagers. Um, but people, people come from all over, um, you know, GTA, we even get people from Hamilton, mm-hmm. from, from even this area sometimes yeah. who, who sell. Um, the thing with, with the people in the GTA is that they, when they're retiring, they can sell for, you know, we've, we've looked at the, the numbers and normally it's for between like, you know, one to $2 million. And then they take that money, they invest it in a full-time home that might be a new home. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have quite a few new homes right now. We're so low on supply that we don't. Yeah. Um, but normally we have a lot of new homes that they'll move into and, uh, and that's the retirement and yeah. it's close to the water. It's close yeah. to nature trails. It's close to town. I'm um, so jealous of this area. It sounds wonderful. It's, it's I'm amazing. Cu- yeah. I'm curious like what, uh, so, so a lot of resale up that way and new construction, like yeah. what type of properties like, so that's the beauty. That's the beauty about our mix. area is that we have such a mix. Okay. We have mm-hmm. a mix of, um, you know, cottages Farms. that are three season of, um, Do you like condos, you know, any, like, is um, that a thing out there? Very few condos. Okay. Um, we have, we have the condos, not in, um, the rural areas, but in town. In town. So in the towns of Penetanguishene and Midland, mm-hmm. um, there are a few condo corporations okay. there. Um, not as popular outside right. of, um, what's your price points the there? Like if somebody wanted to move out your way and they had to spend 600,000. Is so that getting them? What's that getting? That's them a there? very aggressive market right now. Okay. So I used Here to be able to get people homes um, or cottages or year-round mm-hmm. cottages for under three hundred thousand. Yeah. Now the three hundred thousand mark is crazy. Yeah. We actually but you still have it. It's it probably still non-existent. Well, um, it is. Um, so I had, for example, I had somebody who um, bought something in the in the spring. Um, and he, he flips homes. So he's an electrician and a contractor. And so he fixed this home. We just put it on the market yesterday afternoon for two ninety nine. I was going to ask you. It's only a three bedroom, one bathroom, right? Okay. With no garage. Um, in a little town called Port McNichol. And, uh, and that two ninety nine. I actually, we just listed it yesterday and we have 35 showings booked up to now. So we're holding off offers until Tuesday, mm-hmm. but up wow. to now I have 35 showings yeah. booked and I'm, I'm predicting that there's probably going to be 50 to 75 I'd like showings. to say, what do you think is so going to sell for So there's too many people we can in see. that price range. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, here, and we, we don't get 299s even listed anymore. No, Very rarely. No. Yes. Exactly. What's your average price up there? Average price, um, depending on where you are, but I would say mm, the six six hundred is okay, probably a good average. Property. It really depends on where you are because okay. if yeah. you're in tiny township, the um, the trend has shifted from being in town, yeah, um, mostly to out of town. Okay, um, and um, so um, so out of town now is more popular. Okay. And so in tiny township, for example, the average price range usually uh, it, it can range anywhere between uh, four fifty and one point eight million. Yeah. Okay. Depending yeah. on if you're on the waterfront, depending on if it's a new home, depending on how big Got it is. It. I'm, so I'm curious of something. I'm curious um, when in March when the pandemic hit us, mm-hmm. and and this year because you're a little farther farther away mm-hmm. from big cities. Like we're Niagara, we kind of get busy here. We got the tourism. What's been, what's it been like your way? How did this affect your business? And, and it up your way. It affected it 
very, um, it, it, it was a huge effect. Did on it come our to a halt up there? No, <laughs> no, everybody no. and anybody now mm. wants to take equity out of their home and buy that cottage so mm-hmm. that they have a place to escape to. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. people were, um, and it, it's even funny at this time of the year, usually businesses are starting to close down in the area for mm-hmm. the winter. Um, right now they're staying open until at least after Christmas. And the wow. reason why is because everybody who has a cottage yeah. is there yeah. because we have high speed internet. We yeah. have, you know, we have all the but grocery stores, everything, so. and we're all spread out. Exactly. So everybody, um, either they were, you know, looking for an Airbnb for longer periods of time, two weeks to a month, or they were using their cottage year round. Um, mm-hmm. in it, so all of the businesses actually just, we're so crazy busy. Mm. We still are, but the only reason that we aren't as busy right now is because we have so low supply Mm -hmm. and so high demand. So without the homes for my clients who are looking, there's nothing nothing for them to come up and see and buy. So that's why we have multiple offers on most, most homes that are under 600,000 have Mm -hmm. multiple offers. Okay. Very cool. Mm. Um, so so it didn't really, you didn't really slow down. No, we sped up. If so it was yep. like tenfold. Yeah, you sped up. Uh, did you, what changes did you implement? Did you implement any changes uh, with, with the COVID, um, with virtual marketing or going Zoom? Did you do any Zoom meetings? So, because it's a different area. Oh, I just yeah, don't know yeah. up there how everybody was reacting versus yeah. here. So, so we stopped doing open houses for a bit, yeah. right? And then when mm-hmm. we did start doing open houses, we stopped again because the numbers are climbing. Yeah. Not necessarily in our area, but other areas. And we do have a lot of people coming from all over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, when we did a couple of open houses previously, um, we had, you know, limited number of people coming through only like, you know, the people who came in the same car were the only ones that were able to go through time, and yeah. everybody had to sanitize before they went in. I always had like extra masks just in case yeah. everybody was really great though. They'd stand in a lineup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> outside. Yeah. Right. And it's, it was nice and warm at that time too. So it wasn't so yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and, um, so, so we do that. I do a lot of FaceTime with my, um, clients so what I'll do is I'll go through houses um, with with my phone and I'll say, okay, so this is the room. And then I always tell them, if you want me to go back to something, I can. If you have any questions, we can go back to that. So that they know, because a lot of them are over in the GTA, like I said, right? And they, they do have full-time jobs. So they have to come right away if they see something that they like. But I don't want them coming for just anything. Just, yeah. right? Are they offering so, uh, without seeing, sight unseen out there? There was only once that I did, and I'm not comfortable with that, right? Because I'm representing that person. So I really have to be comfortable with the house. Um, There was only one time that I had a client who I went through FaceTime. And the only reason why was because the house was so well kept that um that i was yeah, comfortable was doing it Confident. and there was yeah and there was another offer and and we were competing against it so um they didn't end up purchasing that one but um because the other offer <laughs> the other offer one one <laughs> um but yeah so so Again, I don't like doing sight unseen. It makes me really nervous. And for all of the 16 years that I've been selling real estate, I've only done it twice. I, mm. I've only done it twice. Yeah. We have so much to comment. I've done it once. I, I did. Well, once I had a listing right in the lockdown. I had a listing and, and yeah. I had people buy it cash, mm-hmm. not even seeing it. And it was my listing, though. It's a little more nerve wracking on the buying side yeah. of it. Um, okay. So, all right. So you have 
two sons. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you juggle. You're, you're a juggler. So, so I have two stepsons. You have two right? stepsons. So they're with us two weekends on, one but weekend But nine and off. 11 range? Is that still Yeah, relevant? nine to 11. Yep. Okay, so two years apart. I've got some younger yep. ones. So you're entering in the teen years soon. Uh, no, they're already there. <laughs> the 11-year-old is already there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they get older now. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So, so work-life balance. You know what? <laughs> I, I mean, how do you do all of this? Because you are very involved still. You're on some I boards am. and chair. Do you want to let us know uh, what you're still involved with right now? Mm-hmm. So, um, so for the moment, um, I'm still involved with Life for Kids. Um, you want to tell, tell Andrew about that. I read a bit today on it. If you oh, don't okay. know, yeah, it's yeah, really please. cool. So, so Life for Kids is um, it's uh, it's an organization that takes street boys off the streets over in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, where they're um, begging and looking in garbage, yeah. and they might have a home. They might have a mom um, who's at home, but it's so the, the poverty there is is so bad, and yeah. there's so many dangers on the streets for them. They have no chance. They don't mm-hmm. go to school. They don't. Uh, they hardly. You know, they get into crime when mm-hmm. they get older because yeah. when they're cute, they can beg and they can they can make money. Yeah. But once they get older, people are scared of them because there's a lot of crime in that area um, right. and poverty yeah. driven. Yes. So so our home is um, a home where there are 25 kids. Um, and, uh, I mean, our youngest was three years old. Oh, he was goodness. on the streets at three with his five-year-old, um, his five-year-old brother. Right. Wow. So it's, it's a home where they go into, we have a staff, um, over there of about eight people. Um, we have a cook, we have, we've had to hire teachers recently. Yep. Um, and these boys really go into this home and it's, it's family oriented, and mm-hmm. so they go to school, um, they have, you know, food, they have, um, they have a bed, they have, yeah. um, they have, you know, mother and father figures there. Um, but some of them aren't orphans. So we always make sure that, um, that the family knows that they can come and visit the kids when they want. That's incredible. And, That's um, important, right? It is. That's it's important. so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Um, mm. So I went to visit the home in 2018. I've been a supporter for um, at least 10 years now. Um, and I joined the board about three years ago. Wow. That's really special that yeah. you feel like you're making a difference. Yes, really. definitely. There's, there's so many ways you could help, but when you find something that's kind of special to you, stick with it, right? Definitely. That's, that's I, I, definitely. Yeah, I think really cool. when children are involved and you have kids as well, like just mm-hmm. even hearing that, like just pitching my son there, he's four, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, couldn't. Now, no. two, 2001 couldn't. to 2003, there was a six-year-old little girl in your life. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd love for you to tell that story quick. Oh, that's my nini. <laughs> no, I read that. Anyhow, so, um, so I was in East Timor. And, uh, Which is, we, for we anybody, look, with, I had to Google it. Yeah. Yeah, what's East Timor? East Timor it's is... It's like South Asia, a little island or yeah. something. So within the Indonesian islands, 100, 150 nautical miles north of Australia. Okay. And so East Timor claimed independence in 2002. Um, in 1999, that's when the UN stepped in. So that was one of my contract positions, right? Okay, I was wondering, so, how did you get there? So how there, did you meet yep. this person? Okay. So I was there on a contract position, 
um, for the airline that had a contract with the United Nations. Ah, uh, those were the years. Okay. And um, so uh, there was there was somebody who was friends with Camp Canada, was what we called our, our little living area. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there was a local man who was friends with us, and he had four girls at that time. Now he has five daughters, um, but the oldest, Nini, um, we just kind of clicked, and she didn't speak a word of English. Oh um, my gosh. She spoke Portuguese, Bahasa, and Tatun, <laughs> which are wow. Bahasa is the Indonesian language, Tatun is the local language, and Portuguese was previously. That's a longer story that I can't get into right now yeah. because we have limited time. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anyhow, so. Um, so we just, she started hanging out with me, right? And so after two years of, you know, her, her coming over to my house, spending the day with me, um, and me learning about her culture and her learning about my culture in totally non-language ways, because yeah. she didn't understand a word I was saying, and, and the opposite too. Um, so when I was leaving East Timor, I was coming, I was coming back home for good. And um, that was in 2002. And her father said, Danielle, if you want to adopt Nini, that you would be able to give her more than I could. So I would let you. And I, wow. I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I was bringing my dog back from East Timor too, which is a lot easier than a kid. Right. Um, oh my and goodness. so I told him, I said, you know what? And that was when I decided that I was starting to sell real estate. Oh right. My goodness. So when I got back to Canada, I said, you know what, Lumberto, you got to give me like five years to kind of get this all together and try to make it happen. Long story short, because they only claimed independence in 2002, international adoption regulations did not exist yet. Um, mm -hmm. within their government and uh, within their structure. Um, so I had to wait until she was old enough to decide for herself. So when she was 17, I finally got Nini here. And uh, so she spent a year in, um, in high school here with yes. me. Um, she hated the snow and <laughs> she wanted to go back. And so that she was fine. English. That was fine. <laughs> She, oh my God, yeah. So I had a tutor for her twice a week and she learned English. And wow. what's, um, what's she doing right now? She is in university over there um, studying to become a doctor. So oh they have a whole special so you program really make there. make a difference. This is, this is inspiring me yeah. to do more. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. But, um, that's that's an that's amazing a story. story. Thank you for sharing that. I saw. I thought, I don't know if I'm gonna bring. I'm like, up I'm gonna that, cry because I really I'm want, so proud of Nini. <laughs> no, and this, this really shows that's the type awesome. of person you are, Danielle. Um, and we're so happy that you're leading the Revel office out out your way in Georgian yeah. Bay. Um, so much to offer out there for any agent thinking of experienced agents wanting to join you guys. I think you have so much to offer. Um, in new agents alone, we we have our virtual um, Revel education program. What what kind of message do you have for anybody watching this in your area? If they're thinking even a little bit of maybe looking into Rebel more. So um, so what I want to say is that um, soon in the spring is when we're planning on on um, welcoming more people into our office. Awesome. Um, and uh, and what I have to say is make make the jump. Um, we were ahead of the game um, just because of what we do, which is in line with what, what Revel standards are um, with all of the Instagram and the videos and, yeah. and all of that. Um, and, and lucky we were because we didn't have to do much mm -hmm. um, to catch up with the COVID situation. Yeah. Right? right. Cool. Um, whereas if we were back in the 90s... <laughs> then we would have had a lot of catching up to do. So, so, um, make the move. Um, it was the, the best move that we've, we've made. We're so happy we did it. Um, 
It's a and great it's, time to set goals right now. We're going into December, right? Yep. So a lot of exactly. times people are thinking of making a change in the new year. It's actually right now. Yes. Yes. And and I really suggest Revel. Um, it's just it's it's progressive. It's it's um, there's so much training as well. So if you're a new agent, um, you know there's there's a lot involved there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of lots of um, Lots of support too. Lots like, of support. It's all about training when they're a new yeah. agent. Because coming out of those courses, um, you know, you know a lot. You know some stuff. You pass exams, and then you're on your own growing a business. Mm-hmm. And we really focus on that at Revel is is really positioning our agents to grow a successful business. Yeah. Um, and I think we really nail that with our training. Well, even I agree. Even for Vanya and I, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're experienced agents, um, but it's so good to have like this kind of. This yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, whereas other companies, um, other bigger companies, I won't name any names, but do you ever see any of them podcasting their agents, their head coaches, their, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's um, the whole support system um, coming from everyone, from every rich direction. I like yeah. our podcasts. Me yeah. Too. yeah, I think it's a wonderful well, it's a, it's idea. A, it's a good chance to get to know everybody, and it's uh, you know you don't. Have to be the only person on the Georgia Bay Dream Team to come. And uh, I know there's a couple others here, but there's uh, some spectators. Only yeah. one microphone. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know what? We're, we are working on something. We can't talk about it right now. But we're you working always on. You say that to me, and I don't know what he's talking. Nobody about. knows what I'm talking about ever. <laughs> but we are working on something that's going to be. You know, hopefully, we can have a couple more extra guests in at the same time. But uh, also, we you know we want to get to know your whole team. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you very much, Danielle, for coming. I appreciate well, that. I feel you. like this, you. this uh, you know, 50 minutes an hour went by super, super quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there'll be another episode in the mix. Uh, and then, Emily, thank you so much for always being prepared. And you know, I didn't even have to look at my notes. No, today. that was There's really no good. Notes see, here. see, you were learning. <laughs> Our camera guy's uh, like, put the but notes. But guys, me. thank you so much. And we'll see you. So now we've switched to a bi weekly schedule. So we won't be back on in for, for two more weeks. We'll see you then. I, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>